0: Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft.
1: Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about four points that's going to make you a ton of money It's going to help you get ready for a market correction. From my perspective, as I've shared on this podcast before, in 2007, I bought my first investment property. And when I bought that property, by 2010, 2011, I was already about $100,000 in the water. I bought it for $275,000. And Within a couple of years, that property was only worth. Because I talked to a realtor, was only worth one hundred and seventy-nine thousand dollars. So I was about a hundred grand underwater. And you see, guys, what happens is this: if you think about, once you think about this for a minute, if you think about any time that you've actually changed something. That's actually lasted in your life, long-lasting change. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about temporary change. I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. Bull crap. New Year's resolutions don't work. It's either you have goals or you don't. But I'm talking about when you know, when someone says, "I'm going to lose weight," and they go for a week. And talk about lasting change. Something that that you actually change and and you change it forever and you never went back. I want you to think about that thing right you got it now what caused it i can assure you most likely very likely what i found is that what causes lasting change is usually pain it's usually a painful experience that you went through and you said enough ya no quiero más i don't want this anymore i'm done with it i am going to change usually what <laughs> causes change so for me in 2008, when I bought that property in the Great Recession of 2008, I bought that property for 275 a couple of years later I was uh, it was worth 179 about 100 grand on the water and that was painful guys and the reason it was so painful was because there was there was a lot of things i didn't I didn't know you know there was just a lot of things I didn't know I didn't know how to I didn't have the mindset of an investor. I didn't have the mindset of an entrepreneur, really, guys. I I was an entrepreneur. I used to like to think that I was an entrepreneur. And in a way, I was. But I'll be honest with you. What I really was, I had a glorified job. I was doing everything, right? I had a really glorified job. Yeah, I owned these properties. But I was showing them, right, when it was time to rent them. I was Going in there with my kids, and I guess my kids got some valuable lessons from that because they saw us. I would take my kids in there. They were all little, four of my kids. My wife and I would go in there and paint the properties, sweep it, mop it. My mother-in-law, I even remember my mother-in-law coming with us, cleaning the dishes and cleaning the sink and cleaning the yard. And we would take all the garbage out of these houses and clean it. And you know what happened to me, guys? That was painful, and I hated it. I really hated that. I really hated doing that. And I would look around at some of the friends I had, and they were killing it in real estate. And these guys had full-time jobs. These guys had full-time jobs, and they had 30, 40 doors. And I I would ask myself, how in the world are these guys doing it? And I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm self-employed, and and these guys are not getting burnt out. He's got, you know, I I have one friend. His name was Jay. His name is Jay. And Jay had a bunch of properties, Right. And Jay had a full-time job. He was a retired military guy. He was a vet. Had a full-time job with Verizon. And um, he was just killing it, man. He was just just killing it. And here I was struggling because I wanted to do everything. I wanted to do everything myself. I wanted to play Mr. Landlord. But the thing is, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right? So I learned a lot of lessons during that time. And I want to share with you. Some of the lessons, what I'm going to share with you are the four points on how to prepare for market correction from what I learned from those painful experiences, okay, from that painful time. Um, I got out of real estate for a little bit because of that, and then I got my education, I learned, I got mentors, I got coaches, and I learned that I was doing it wrong. I was playing Mr. Landlord. when I should have been playing was business owner. I should have been playing entrepreneur which is having systems in place, people in place. And being a business owner and being an entrepreneur is more than having businesses in pl- uh, I'm sorry, having people and systems in place. Social being strategic. I, I like to I like call myself the elite strategist. And I, I like to think I'm a thinker. I'm somewhat of a thinker. So I like to think and analyze, hey, what did I learn from this? What was my lesson here? That didn't go the way I wanted. That was painful. Okay, what did I learn? Right, because Napoleon Hill always talks about, mentions not always, but I always talk about he mentions Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich that in every adversity lies an equal to or better than opportunity. So if that's the case, and I believe in that, then what's my opportunity in my adversity? What's my opportunity in, in my situations? So, and so I believe there's always opportunities if you look for it. You find what you look for. So I also believe, guys that as i record this podcast in the end of january of 2021 by the way if you're listening to this in 2025 or whenever you're listening to this or in the future it doesn't matter these things tend to be true i believe from my perspective and my experience and here we go so the first thing that i it's that i recommend that you do to prepare for a market correction is number one. Now, now some of these things, this one doesn't come from me. Um, I heard smarter people than myself, with more experience than me, say this. And as I look back at my experience living through twenty, living through two thousand and eight, the Great Recession of two thousand eight, makes a ton of sense. So, one of the first things that happened in two thousand and eight, in the Great Recession, was that the credit markets just tightened up. I mean, they just they just like tightened up really tight. And the bank stopped lending money. So one of the things that I currently do when this whole COVID-19 happened, this pandemic, as I record this, we we just got vaccines for this pandemic. As I record this, one of the things that I did was I immediately started plugging in with my lenders, with my contacts in the lending industry. Because in the last recession in 2008, the first thing that happened was the bank's got tight the credit got credit markets got super tight and there wasn't money flowing difference now is interest rate is slow there's a lot of money that the governments are giving free money out there in the street so there's a ton of money however this leads me to point number one which is get your money right and get liquid if you have access to a HELOC home equity line of credit um, a lot of banks aren't doing them right now Right. So I've checked with some of the lenders. A lot of the big banks are not offering home equity line of credits, which is hence pay attention. That's a clue right there. I called Wells Fargo the other day and I asked them, I said, Are you guys offering? I was talking, I didn't call them. I was talking to, I was in the branch and I asked one of the bankers and they said, No, we have suspended the home equity lines of credits um, for a few months until the markets stabilize. And the market's super hot as I record this right now. So when they talk about stabilizing, what are they talking about? What do they mean, right? I'm just one small guy, right? Wells Fargo's a big conglomerate. My community bank, where I do a lot of business, they're way bigger than me. They have a lot more experience than me. They have a lot more data than I do. So I'm following what they're doing. If they're starting to tighten up on the money, they have data or they have some insight that I don't know. That's clue number one. First thing is... Get your money right. So, pay get your get your um, get your credit strong if you can, because the, when the market's correct, when when there's a market correction, money tightens up and the requirements for credit go up. So, start working on your credit now, guys. I assure you that a lot of investors, some are, but a lot of investors aren't doing this. They're not working on their credit. They're not getting liquid. Get liquid. Pay down your credit cards. Work on your DTI. Bring down your debt to income ratio. So. That you can qualify for more money and you have access to money when times get tough. Improve your credit scores, guys. Get a hold of your credit score. Pay down some debts. This is what you should be doing. That's the first thing I'm going to suggest that you do is get your credit, get your money right, get liquid. Get liquid. Save some money, get liquid so that you can execute and you can take ethical opportunities Um, when they show up, you can execute and pump on those ethical opportunities. So number one, get your money right. Get liquid. Number two, pay attention to what's happening with legislation. This is a big one, guys. Pay attention to what's happening with legislation because this impacts the markets. Okay? You need to be listening to podcasts like this because I'm constantly talking about legislation. Other podcasts, uh, the real estate guys, I, I really like that podcast. Those guys are full of wisdom, guys. Check them out. It's one of the people I follow. There's a ton of other podcasts there. That's one that I completely, absolutely endorse. It's the real estate guys. These guys have been in real estate for 40 plus years. These guys, they've lived through a couple of recessions. These guys are sharp and they're wise. And they're constantly talking about legislation. They're talking about tax strategies. They're talking about what's happening. But educate yourself. What's happening with legislation? What's happening with the latest stimulus? What is happening? Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So right now, our new president, President Biden, has a proposed $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus bill. In this stimulus bill, he is including, he is proposing a $15,000 tax credit. Again, as I record this in January of 2021, the market is super duper hot. What will happen to the market when, if, and when this bill gets passed and fifteen people are getting $15,000 Worth of tax credit for new homeowners guys that's a big deal now, let me tell you what's going to happen the prices of the market the prices of housing is going to go up it's going to continue to stay strong you combine that with low interest rates you got a recipe for the market to go to freaking go hot 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 like fire and it's already hot all right we're talking about getting even hotter if that happens it's going to get even hotter why? Because people are going to get basically free money. They're going to get $15,000 in tax credit. Go buy a home. People are going to go buy a house. So now you're getting a 50, A new homeowner's getting a $15,000 tax credit. They're getting this tax credit. Um, me as an investor, I'm going to push my houses up higher. The new buyer is not going to care because they're getting $15,000 in free money from the U.S. government. So this, in my opinion, is how the bubbles are created. Right? This is how a bubble is created. So now prices go up higher, right? And do you see where the opportunity is, right? Where's the opportunity? For you as an investor, um, you should be selling properties right now. Right now, I'm flipping. That's one of the strategies I'm doing right now. When the market corrects, I'm not going to be flipping. I'll be buying and holding. I'm always buying and holding. In this market, I'm flipping and buying and holding, right? So, Pay attention to what's happening in legislation. So here's the best example I can give you is pay attention to what's happening there so that you can get in the flow and in the way of the money. Get in every every administration has their opportunities. Right? Every administration, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, it doesn't matter who's in office, there's always opportunities, guys. Remember what I said earlier? You find what you look for, and every adversity lies in equal to or better than opportunity. You need to be asking yourself. What's my opportunity in this market? Where's my opportunity? How can I win? Right? Number three, build relationships with realtors and lenders. Why realtors and lenders? You need to be building relationships with realtors and lenders right now. Let me tell you why. The reason why you need to be building relationships with these guys now is because when homeowners, when there is a correction, and trust me when I tell you there will be a correction, there absolutely will be a correction. There's no way that it, there cannot. When when the correction is coming, I don't know. That depends on legislation. That depends on how far out. How far out? Another reason why you need to be paying attention to legislation. How far out they put the foreclosure moratoriums? How far out they put the eviction moratoriums? You need to be watching this stuff because depending on what those moves that those guys make in the government, right, you're going to make your moves. You're going to strategize based on that because you can control what you do, but you can't control what they legislate, right? Good or good. Makes sense? Sounds right? Feels right? Should be because it makes sense, sounds right, and feels right to me, right? Build relationships with realtors and lenders because when people get in trouble, the first place, the first people they call, right, and a homeowner gets in trouble, he first person he calls is a lender or a realtor, one of those two, realtor. I want to sell my property. Can I sell my property? What can I get for? They consult with a real estate agent to get that information, or, or they go to their lender. Listen, I, I'm having trouble. I want to refi. Can I make a lower payment? Can you help me? What can I do? So, if you start getting in 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 relationships with these two with 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 these people in this business, and those businesses, what you're doing is you want to start planting seeds to them and telling them that when the market corrects, you're buying. And that you want them, when people go to them, with those opportunities to call you, right? Is this good? This is good, right, guys? You want them to call you. So you're getting off market deals right off the cuff without it going anywhere, right? Hey, um, someone calls a realtor and the realtor tells them, I can't help you, but listen, it it doesn't make sense for yourself, but I know this guy or this gal that buys real estate um, buys real estate, they're investors, and they might be able to do something creative with you, or they might be able to work on a deal with you, a bad oh, opportunity, right? And this is why, guys, I always tell you guys to educate yourself, get an education, learn about this business so that you are ready and are educated and know how to do creative deals, right? It's our finance subject too, right? Keep listening to this podcast because I always bring really interesting people that are always educating me and you, the listener. Um, but mostly me because I'm, you know, that's why I started this podcast so I can learn. And then pass it along. Input, output. I learn, I give it out. I take it in, I put it out. Take it in, put it out. All right, back to this, back to this. So number four, guys, pay attention to the market trends, right? You need to be paying attention to the average days in the market in your area. Um, you need to be paying attention to what is... The consumption rate in your market, how many months of inventory, is inventory going down? How many days are on the market? Is inventory going up? If inventory is going up, you need to start paying attention. What's happening with foreclosures? Is foreclosures, are are you starting to see foreclosures, right? I'm going to give you a place where you can go to because a lot of people don't have, wouldn't know where to go. And this is a website most of you know, but most of you don't know how to get here. And if you go to Zillow.com forward slash research, forward slash data, forward slash, right there, you're going to find all of this information. You put in your zip code, you find out what's the average days in the market in that area, in the county. Um, what's the inventory? What's your average sales price? What's the increase year over year, month over month? You need to be paying attention to that because all of those things are going to be lead indicators. So if I'm seeing all of a sudden month over month an increase in inventory and a slight even if it's a even if it's a couple of thousand decrease in average price right in my market that's a red flag guys that's ding 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 pay attention pay attention there's a, there's a trend right if it's if it's one month it's a fluke if it's two it's it's a pattern right ding ding you need to start paying attention and you need to be adjusting your strategy and do you need to be more conservative? Right, guys? Those are the four things that I think you should be doing from my experience, from one of some of from the lessons I learned from the last recession. Guys, and let me share this with you. If I'd known how to do these things in combination to knowing how to run my business, right, having the education, having mentors, people teach me how to do things around real estate investing that I didn't know, Along with these things, back in 2008, right, I would have been so much further along. Right? There's no regrets because it had to happen for me to get here. I believe everything happens for a reason. Again, pain is what causes change. And had that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here. And I would not have invested in myself to grow and learn and read and seek, right, is the way it goes down, right? But, guys, I want to encourage you. pay attention to these four things. Pay attention to the markets, guys. Remember, pain is what causes change. Don't have to be painful for you. You just have to be smart. Have to be paying attention to the data. Become a student of this business. Pay attention. Listen to people that are doing this business, that have been doing it longer than that. Again, that's why I recommended the real estate guys, those guys, some of the people I listen to, I consider those guys my mentors because I I haven't been on in a while, but I always uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've listened to them, but they, their content is amazing. Um, again, you would think that I'm promoting their podcast here or mine, right? But anyways, guys, I appreciate you guys listening. I really, really appreciate you guys. Remember to input, output means learn, right? Learn something new, input, right? And then output, go apply. Nothing ever happens without massive action, right? Massive action. So you learned some things today, and I, I hope you found value. Guys, I, if you appreciate and you, you like what you heard here and you know someone that needs to listen to this podcast, guys, please share it. The biggest compliment you can give us is tell someone about us. The biggest compliment you can give us is uh, leave us a compliment in the in the uh, comment section that really helps us with the algorithms. And go check out our website, the Strasburg Real Estate Investor, Strasburg REI. Is um, My meetup website go check out that website. I have a ton wherever you are in the world doesn't matter I have a ton of content. I have a ton of resources as well We have a resources side where we are adding um, resources we have we just added a a Virtual assistant if you are in this business and you need a virtual assistant to do cold calling for you We just added that there they're trained. That's all they do is to do real estate. We also added a um, If you're looking to set up a self-directed IRA, and we're building that out, of course, we're going to continue to build that resources out to give value. And that's all for you guys. That's all for you you guys. Those are some of the tools that I use. And um, my purpose is to empower others to be the best versions of themselves, as well as me be the best version of myself. Guys, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And this is the Elite Strategist. Peace out, guys. Love you. Blessings.
0: Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierrichcapital.com.